Speaking of Christmas music, we're going to have a really interesting discussion here. We're going to chat right now with Jonathan Hodgers, who's an adjunct research fellow of music from Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Merry Christmas. Oh, well, thank you very much. Very, very grateful to be on. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a really interesting topic because we all know, I mean, there's so Christmas music just, it's a never-ending topic of discussion. You can talk about it for hours, but I like kind of the work that you've done in taking a look at what makes successful Christmas music, lasting Christmas music. Now, is, is there a universal set of qualities that we can point to and say, hey, that's what makes a successful Christmas song? There is and there isn't. There's some common themes that crop up in Christmas music quite regularly, but none of them are essential. So you'll regularly hear in the lyrics talk of romantic relationships, the big theme, good cheer and optimism or common moods that are struck and domesticity and comfort are very regular themes, songs for charities and being charitable as well and thinking of others. They come up regularly but aren't what you'd call essential. And musically speaking, you'd usually have songs in a major key. Mm -hmm. You'd usually have fairly predictable structures, slow to moderate pace, accessible melodies, so that it's easier for a lot of people to sing along. But all of that stuff isn't, again, essential. Every year, there's a new Christmas hit. This year, we're talking about Elton John and Ed Sheeran. They seem to be the ones that have broken through this year. Um, But a lot of these hit that come around year to year don't endure, right? What is it that makes some songs... I mean, we're still listening to Bing Crosby. We're still listening to Paul McCartney. Some of them just never go away. Do you have any idea why some of them just become part of Christmas? Yeah, it's a a great question. There's probably as many answers to that question as there are songs that I would apply (laughs) to. I'd say there's there's several reasons for why any given song becomes a, a Christmas evergreen. I wonder as well... It could be also that because they're tied to a season that recurs every year, yeah. that we're re-familiarized with them regularly. I would say a lot of would-be pop classics actually get lost because there's no reason for them to be repeated after their initial chart run. And Christmas is several weeks a year where there's demand for a particular type of music, so the songs literally come back into season. So the, the repeat exposure almost certainly helps them sink in. And the tie to Christmas, I mean, we all get these feelings around Christmas, and we all know songs can transport us and take us back and trigger things, right? Music has that power, so those two things seem to work hand-in-hand pretty well. Sure, that's right, yeah. Nostalgia as well is such a big part of Christmas music as well. Um, When you take a look at, uh, you know, I mean, we could talk about different kinds of music, but is there one genre? Because, I mean, you've got got blues Christmas, you've got country Christmas, you've got pop Christmas, you've got metal Christmas. Is there one genre that seems to crank out more hits than another? There is, probably, yeah. There is, like you said, you can have Christmas music really in any genre, but when you look at some of the rankings and the, you know, the lists of some of the most popular and enduring Christmas songs, they tend to gravitate towards the middle of the road. They're sort of pop-rock hybrids. It's never too extreme. You know, it's never right. a full-blown country song necessary or you know, a full-blown metal song. It's, it's sometimes quite synthy or sometimes it's glam rock. On this side of the Atlantic, for example... There's a lot of glam rock that has stuck around, uh, like who? you know, from the seventies. Yeah, there's a band called Slade. That ah, yes. Song. Uh, yeah, maybe you yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. That uh, that's hung around a lot. There's another song by uh, Wizard 
cold. I wish it could be Christmas every day. It's huge over here all the time. I don't know if it's the same in Canada. There are. There definitely are. You're absolutely right. I, I like, yeah. You've probably never heard of the 12 Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie, right? I'm afraid I haven't. Yeah, no. see, and that's that's one that all Canadians know and love. It's a, it's a, it's a couple of guys that were on a Canadian TV show that did this spoof of 12 Days of Christmas. It, it's just legendary, okay. but, but like you say, it depends on where their audience is, of course. Music, I mean, I think typically you've got almost traditional Christmas songs, you know, and, and spins on them, Jingle Bell Rock, stuff like that. But then there's also other ones like John Lennon. Uh, you know, there's a message behind that. There's been some others. Father Christmas by the Kinks has a bit of a message to it as well. So, sure. I mean, almost like protest songs that are Christmas songs. Yeah, it's it's strange that that crops up fairly regularly. Like you said, there's that John Lennon song, obviously, and, and the Kinks track. And then there's the Band-Aid song as well. Yeah. It was enormous. And, um, oh, um, there's a couple of others. There's, um, I'm trying to think of his name, Rob Thomas, uh, A New York Christmas, was another one of those songs that's very socially conscious. Yeah. Really thinking, uh, trying to think outside outside yourself and, and look out to, to society more uh, more broadly. Yeah, it is a curious aspect of Christmas music that it really does facilitate that almost but, protest-ish. But there's fertile ground for that because there are a lot of people that dislike a lot of the traditional aspects of Christmas, especially the commercialization of it, right? And these sort of speak yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a, a, almost a subgenre of Christmas music that it's not quite anti-Christmas music, but it's it's more perhaps melancholy or a little bit more pensive yeah. and isn't quite as, as you say, commercialized. It's maybe a little bit more realistic and a little bit more forthright about what Christmas is really like for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of them endure too. Um, Jonathan, what time is it in, in Dublin right now? It's 20 to 6 now. 20 to 6, so you're well into Christmas Eve. I, I can't thank you enough for taking some time out uh, this late afternoon, early evening to chat with us. I appreciate it so much. Oh, well, I can't thank you enough for having me on. It's a real treat. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Jonathan, and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you now. Thank you very much. You bet. That's Jonathan Hodgers, who is an adjunct research fellow of music at Trinity College in Dublin. That just, if, if somebody said to me, when I'm, you know, what would be a really cool job title for you? An adjunct research fellow of music at Trinity College in Dublin might just be it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Hey, Sarah, did you find that tune? Uh, he was talking about one that's pretty big in Britain. I've heard it here. Um, if you haven't heard it, Slade um, doing, um, what's it called, Sarah? Merry Christmas, everyone? Yeah, if I grab the right one, it's Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone by Slade. Let's play a bit of that. Going to the break. We'll be back right after this.